the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-8192. That's 800-600-8192. 800-600-8192. Again, they don't tell you much in a Star Wars trailer. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, this goes on the back of, of what happened on Wonderful World of Stew last week. And I'm almost surprised they're going to release this movie in December. Because there's controversy um, oh, about really? Star oh, Wars. Oh, yes, and mm, we, I think I we proved our that. case pretty darn well on Wonderful World of Stew uh, this past week. When we went into kind of an Alex Jones land, mm. uh, looking into the conspiracy, conspiracy, which we now know, obviously, and you will as well after this segment, it is true, about Star Wars... Episode 7, right? Which was that was uh, Force Awakens, right? The Force mm-hmm. Awakens. Mm-hmm. Watch this and tell me you're not convinced. My name is Stu. Or is it? It's actually not, but that's a story for another day. What happens when a late 70s underdog science fiction movie gains an immense fan base and launches a saga spanning 40 years stretched across films, books, comics, video games, and more? What happens when that saga has gone through a rough period where unlimited budgets and special effects could not quite seem to recapture the magic of the original? Surely you would work really hard to build off this foundation with new original stories and experiences that capitalize on the rich, fleshed-out universe carefully set in place over the years, right? Or... Do you tell everyone you're selling a brand new car when in reality, you've just repainted an old one? Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Sequel or remake? This is Conspiratorial Conspiracies. It's a tale as old as time, really. An orphaned nobody on a remote desert planet follows a robot with classified information into a grand adventure wherein they must join a rebellion to destroy a gigantic spherical superweapon run by a totalitarian government system which is secretly backed by evil mystical forces. Yes, despite the images you've just seen, I have just described the plot to J.J. Abrams' 2015 Star Wars film, The Force Awakens. But Stu, you might say, you're actually describing the plot to George Lucas's 1977 Star Wars film, A New Hope. And to that, I say, yes. Yes, I am. In this edition of Conspiratorial Conspiracies, I will prove to you that Star Wars, The Force Awakens, is the same film as Star Wars, A New Hope, only reshot with new actors and changing roles, and maybe slightly more advanced cinematic technology. Why? Because when you're a company like Disney, who has just paid $4 billion for the rights to a franchise, you're probably going to be a bit inclined to release something with a record of success and not take too many chances, especially after you saw what happened with those disastrous prequels. Fair warning. 
This segment is one giant spoiler for both films, but who hasn't seen the original Star Wars at this point? Don't answer that, Millennials. Let's start with our opening locations. In A New Hope, the desert world of Tatooine is a remote, barely living world, far from the center of galaxy and civilization. In The Force Awakens, we find ourselves on the desert world of Jakku, a remote, barely living world far from the center of the galaxy and civilization. This is where we are introduced to Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker and Daisy Ridley's Rey, both orphans, both drudging through sad, lonely existences, both craving some purpose to be delivered to them from the stars. And what do you know? But here come the Wonder Droids! R2-D2 and BB-8 are so freaking adorable. I imagine the marketing teams were cranking out plush toys before anyone could even cut a trailer together. Buried deep in both of their cute little innards are top secret plans stolen by a grassroots rebellion from a totalitarian government bent on violently asserting its control. Running point for the Empire and A New Hope is Darth Vader, an evil masked henchman carving a murderous path through the galaxy using his mystical powers known as the Force. <laughs> In The Force Awakens, we find Kylo Ren of the evil First Order, rocking a pretty sweet mask while carving a murderous path through a galaxy using the Force and Adam Driver's absurdly large ears. Sorry, Adam, I know that was kind of low-hanging fruit, but dry your tears with the hundreds of millions of dollars in royalties. Vader and Kylo pursue the droids with the stolen information to the respective desert planets, where they each utilize a unit of stormtroopers to level a peaceful settlement and kill its inhabitants. Rest in peace, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. And speaking of the government's magical murderers, they both find themselves slightly lower in the hierarchy than a couple of super douchey-looking military commanders, Grand Moff Tarkin and General Armitage Hux. Are you serious? Did somebody looked up the guy's freaking first name? I mean, I knew I had nerds working for me, but this is insane. So yes, Tarkin and apparently freaking Armitage Hux are both under the thumbs of a mysterious, gloomy overlord who apparently has a thing about only appearing via hologram and also about creating a giant spherical laser weapon that can destroy an entire planet instantaneously. Sure, planet-sized Starkiller base from The Force Awakens is slightly larger than moon-sized Death Star, but look, it's the same explodey laser. I think you know exactly what it's gonna take to tackle those beastly massacre factories. That's right, a handsome, roguish pilot with a winning smile, cool jacket, and sweet flying skills. Yeah, we're talking about the famed Han Solo and the probably soon to be famed Poe Dameron, because come on, Oscar Isaac, huh? <laughs> He's literally the background of my iPhone. So yes, these two improbably handsome men are both responsible for major victories in the ensuing battles against the Empire and the First Order, but only after they make surprise late appearances in the game. Kinda sucks for all the people who died before they showed up, huh? But hey, everyone loves a good comeback story. By the way, Han Solo is such a great character. The only way to improve him is to double him. That's where Finn comes in. You see, Han Solo started as a shady character who might not quite be a good guy. 
On the other hand, Finn started as a shady character who might not quite be a good guy. But Han turned helpful, you know, sort of like how Finn turned helpful. Eventually, the truth came out. Han isn't in this for the mission. He's out to save his own putt. You know, like Finn, who says he's not in it for the mission. He's in it to save his own butt. Of course, Han then comes around and joins the good guys. Sort of like how Finn comes around and joins the good guys. But that's not all. We remember father figure Obi-Wan Kenobi being cut down by Darth Vader on the Death Star as little orphan Luki looks on from a distance. I mean... Even for the 70s, that looked really dumb. But I digress. Flash forward to The Force Awakens. And again, major spoiler here. Little orphan Rey watches from a distance on Starkiller Base as her substitute father figure Han Solo is cut down by wannabe Darth Vader, Kylo Ren. And yes, Kylo is Han and Leia's actual son, named after old Ben Kenobi, and Rey is probably Luke's long-lost daughter or something, because this is Star Wars and everybody's related, sometimes unknowingly, which can lead to some confusing and disturbing situations. But casual incest aside, obviously the Rebellion and the Resistance win their battles against the evil fascist systems opposing them, and the story is over. Finished. Kaput. Nothing left to say, right? And no. If the main bad guys went down with their super weapons, the good guys wouldn't have to fight them again in episodes 5 and 6, plus 8 and 9, and apparently 10, 11, and 12, and forever. And the spin-offs, and the television series, and the comics, and you know what? I believe most of us are going to be dead before this series reaches a resolution and we actually find out who wins the Golden Force trophy. And did I mention both films have cantina scenes? <laughs> Apologies in advance for getting that particular part of the soundtrack stuck in your head for the next two weeks. One thing I'll say, however, is there's only one Yoda. The incredibly old, incredibly wrinkly, incredibly odd-looking little thing from a remote location who teaches the orphan about a tool previously unknown to them, which winds up helping them save the universe. There is nothing like Yoda. Except, of course, for Maz Kaneda, the incredibly old, incredibly wrinkly, incredibly odd-looking little thing from a remote location who teaches the orphan about a tool previously unknown to them that winds up helping them save the universe. There are literally too many similarities between Star Wars A New Hope and Star Wars The Force Awakens for us to list in a half-hour show. So I'll pause at this point to pose the big question yet again, which actually isn't a question because I'm sure of it. J.J. Abrams saw what happened with the prequels. He knew he didn't want to screw up something his bosses paid $4 billion for. But he also knew you can't just remake a classic. No one wants that. So he changed a few of the roles, threw in a couple new actors, and remade the movie scene by scene because you know what fans of Star Wars A New Hope are sure to like? Star Wars A New Hope. So to review, Rey is Luke Skywalker, and also probably his daughter. Fingers crossed that they don't make out on the mountain. Kylo Ren is Darth Vader light. BB-8 is a spherical, more adorable R2-D2. General Armitage Yes, Armitage Hux is Grand Moff Tarkin. Starkiller Base is the Death Star on steroids. Maz Kaneda is a barkeeping Yoda. And Han Solo is so freaking awesome, he could only be replicated by blending up Finn and Poe Dameron and topping it off with an Obi-Wan Kenobi-style death. Rest in peace, Han Solo. 
Hopefully Ray doesn't crash your beloved ship while texting and flying. Keep the millennials off the Millennium Falcon. <laughs>